Okay, here's our um, haiku. And it's I'm going to have to explain this one a little bit, but hypocrisy rules. The elites don't need the law. Biden sounds crazy. Hey, okay, here's here's the whole thing with that haiku. I'm probably going to go with the Biden sounds crazy part tonight and go with the hypocrisy rules, the elites don't need the law thing tomorrow because I think we need to cover what Biden said in his speech on um, Tuesday. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, you know something? I'm learning something. I need to hire someone. I need to hire someone to help me with this crap. Dave, I need help. Let me hire you. I'll give you five, six bucks a week. Just come on and help me because there is too much bullshit happening in this world right now. I, I sat back. If you go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, you're going to notice that I actually, uh, the thing I'm going to post is going to be really long and it's going to be two parts and that's fine. But I, I, I swear to God, but I have two things, the hypocrisy of the left and finally Sleepy Creepy Joe being weird again in a speech that he made in front of absolutely no one in a city that didn't know he even showed up. I, it, it, we're going to get into that. So let's get let's get to things. I just think I need some help here. Because even though I, I don't actually have anything that's stopping me, I can't keep up. The media is going insane. And this is one of the reasons why I'm doing this back to back to back. I'm doing this day after another. So let, let's get to the point. So let's talk about Sleepy Creepy Joe's speech on uh, Monday. Uh, I told you that... No, it was Tuesday. It was yesterday. So I told you we needed to talk about this speech because this speech was really weird. So Sleepy Creepy Joe Hyden, which is what Trump made as a reference, decided to jump out of his basement and travel to Pittsburgh to hold a press conference. It would have been a great press conference, except it was a speech, not a conference. There was no press, and he was supposed to be in Kenosha, which would have been really bad because he didn't want to have to talk about Antifa or BLM who destroyed Kenosha, but didn't show up. But, you know, okay, he got out of his, he got out of his um, basement. I guess that's good enough. It ended up being, basically, Pittsburgh ended up being another basement. Script, it was a scripted speech. There was no one there. There was literally his campaign people filming him. But it was a really telling speech. And it's one we should go through. Let's go over some of the things in his first 10 minutes of the speech. Uh, he didn't screw up too much. He, sh he didn't show a lot of mental problems. But he did... Well, he did show some mental problems, but they're not worth pointing out because they were just 
maybe it was one, maybe it was two. It wasn't that bad. Actually, there were three or four. But the reality is they were so obtuse, you, you wouldn't see them. So it wasn't a big deal. There was a major one, but whatever. I, we're not we're not going to talk about this. You want to listen? Go listen to Ben Shapiro. So, if you want to see him go, which is what he does, and I just don't think it's worth talking about. Let me just put it to you this way: Joe Biden does look senile. He really does, and I, I'm not exactly understanding. I I just don't understand. Maybe I'm just off there because it's just like this guy should be gone. Again, the important stuff we heard in the speech is more about policy and his stance. And so let's go through the first clip and let's talk about it. The job of a president is to tell it straight from the shoulder, tell the truth, to be candid, to face facts, to lead, not to incite. That's why I'm speaking to you today. The incumbent president is incapable of telling us the truth, incapable of facing the facts, and incapable of healing. He doesn't want to shed light. He wants to generate heat, and he's stroking violence in our cities. Okay, this is crap. The cities are burning because of Biden supporters, not Trump supporters. Bernie supporters who've decided to move to Biden supporters. And by the way, this is going to be a continuing theme because he never calls out his supporters. Now, this was an introduction and we need to see, but with an introduction, we need to see where this is going. But again, the whole thing about Trump being an asshole is really, is that really something we should have him be having a discussion about how about the violence who's causing the violence but no one wants to talk about it well biden doesn't want to talk about it because blm and antifa are his supporters now i'm not going to lay off on this i'm going to bring it up multiple times but i think it's very very disturbing that you want to blame trump for seattle you want to blame Trump for Portland, Chicago, New York, Boston? You really want to blame Trump for that? You want to blame Trump for Kenosha? Oh, shoot. You can't blame Trump for Kenosha. We're going to get into that a little bit later. But I just think it's very disturbing that all these cities that are having these problems. I mean, frick. Portland's been rioting for 95 days and no one's done anything about it. And by the way, if I don't get through this, listen to my podcast tomorrow. We're going to talk about privilege. Yeah, the real privilege, not the white privilege. And I'm thinking we're going to talk about white privilege too because I got in no fight with my fiance. We talked about white privilege, and guess what? It took me about six seconds to get her to realize there's no white privilege. Okay, but anyway, let's listen to the next clip. And now we have to stand against violence in every form it takes. Violence we've seen again and again and again of unwarranted police shooting, excessive force, 
Seven bullets in the back of Jacob Blake, knee on the neck of George Floyd, killing of Breonna Taylor in her own apartment, violence of extremists and opportunists, looting and burning and destruction of property. I want to make it absolutely clear, something very clear about all of this. Rioting is not protesting. Looting is not protesting. Setting fires is not protesting. None of this is protesting. It's lawlessness, plain and simple. And those who do it should be prosecuted. Violence will not bring change. It'll only bring destruction. Okay, one thing I want to get through here is that I did cut in the middle because there was an audio problem. When a, a guy doesn't do anything live, you got to really pay attention. But there are a few things in the speech. Notice he doesn't, he doesn't talk about the violence that is actually happening in the streets. He brought up Jacob Blake, George Floyd, and Breonna Taylor. There were extenuating circumstances on all three. I brought them up before, but you know what? I'm going to be a dick, and I'm going to bring them up again. George Floyd died. He died because Derek Chauvin put his... No, I, I'm not going to say that. He... he sh there was extreme police misconduct by a police officer putting his knee on the neck of George Floyd. But notice something that there are autopsy reports that say George Floyd was high on fentanyl. He had a methamphetamine to his system. He had a heart condition and he died because of that. Isn't that something that would say maybe it's not the cop's fault? Maybe the cop shouldn't have been a cop. He was a bad cop. I think Derek Chauvin should never be a cop again. I think what I saw was bad. It was bad. I, I really do. Jacob Blake, on the other hand, deserved to be shot. And he deserved... I, I don't see anything. So Jacob Blake was under a warrant for sexual assault on a 15-year-old and domestic violence. He went to the home of the people he had committed these crimes against, sexually assaulted the same person again, stole the keys of the person he had beaten up, the person who had called the police was black, or a person of color, I'm sorry. Maybe I need to be more politically correct. And three cops came over, tried to arrest him. He fought them off. They both tased... Two, the two police officers tried to tase him. It failed. And then he was walking casually around his car, opened his car door, reached into his car, and then a cop shot him seven times. And then we find out there was actually a knife on the floorboard of his car. Now, mind you, a lot of people are saying, well, no, he was trying to get into his car. No, he was reaching into his car. And by the way, let's just say he was getting into his car. This guy's got two domestic violence problems. 
two sexual assault issues and he's got his three kids in the back of the car. Is that a guy you want to get into the car and drive away? Yeah. Brianna Taylor? She got caught up in a bad thing. Brianna Taylor? Her boyfriend was dealing drugs? The police got a no-knock warrant? And yet they did knock. They walked into the apartment? The uh, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend shot at the cops. The cops shot back at Brianna Taylor's uh, boyfriend and hit Brianna Taylor. Does this seem like it's a black and white case? There are extenuating circumstances. We can't ignore those. I brought this up before. So him saying this stuff but ignoring those extenuating circumstances is gaslighting. Gaslighting is a soft way of saying it's lying. By the way, if you never listened to Ben Shapiro before, what does gaslighting mean? Gaslighting means that there was a movie back in the 40s or something where a man wanted to divorce his wife, but he couldn't, and he wanted to inherit her money. So basically, he tried to make her crazy. And the way he did this was to turn down the lights, which were gaslight, so that she would say, it seems darker in here, and he would say, no, it's not. And that was called gaslighting. And he would continue to lower the lights until she began to realize she was absolutely crazy. And another thing, this is a big thing. You notice he doesn't mention BLM or Antifa are the ones that are burning down the buildings, rioting and looting. We're going to get into this. He's making it, he is trying to switch the narrative here. That is not Antifa or BLM that is causing all the crap that's happening in the world. And we're going to hear in other clips who he is blaming. And finally, he is being empathetic. He is trying to make an emotional plea to people of color, which is extremely dishonest. This is so Ben Shapiro mentioned a book today that I thought was, oh, that makes sense. There's a big difference between empathetic, being empathetic, and being sympathetic. You could be sympathetic as a politician, but you can't be empathetic as a politician. Because with empathy, you're always trying to do the right thing based off empathy for a group or a... Yeah, no, you can't do that. I'm going to have the... I'm going to have to read that book. I, I and, and that's the whole problem. Joe Biden's second clip was all about empathy and love and all that fucking bullshit, which is just, it's an emotional plea. And emotional pleas do not work when you're trying to set up policy and things like that. It's extremely dishonest. But, hey, 
got news for you. Joe Biden has a ton to be dishonest about in this speech. So let's listen to the third clip, okay? Fires are burning and we have a president who fans the flames rather than fighting the flames. But we must not burn. We have to build. This president long ago forfeited any moral leadership in this country. He can't stop the violence because for years he's fomented it. You know, he may believe mouthing the words law and order makes him strong. But his failure to call on his own supporters to stop acting as an armed militia in this country shows how weak he is. Uh, First off, President Trump is not fanning any flames. These protests are happening in Democrat cities and states. And he has offered National Guard support and federal support. This is just a lie. One of the reasons Trump won't stop the violence, and he can, is because it's a slippery slope to ending this. He ends it with the insurrection, with implement, implementing the Insurrection Act. And he's going to risk being called a dictator or does what the Constitution dictates and let the state's principalities handle this thing. So he's got that kind of problem. He can take care of all this tomorrow. No question. He can. But, I mean, that's not what the Constitution says. The problem is the left can't have it both ways. They can't blame Trump for what's happening in Portland and then sit back and say, um, you didn't do anything. And then when he does, which is what exactly happened in Portland where he sent federal troops to protect a federal building, say he's a dictator because he's doing this stuff. You, it just, it's not a thing. Another thing Biden said, mouthing the words of law and order. Yeah, these weren't mouthed. He did it. He sent federal officers to Portland to protect the federal courthouse, and it worked. He sent the National Guard to Kenosha upon the request of the mayor of Kenosha, Wisconsin. And the rioting stopped. Trump has shown that he's about law and order. Again, and I'll bring this up again later. It is really, is it really right-wing militias and Trump supporters that are causing the violence? Is it, where's Antifa here? When does Biden mention Antifa? When does Biden mention Black Lives Matter group? And I mean the BLM BLM movement. There is one person who has burned a building. I, I tell you what, name me one person that has burned a building down that was a Trump supporter. I guarantee you can't. Here's the reality. The reality is, it's not Trump supporters, militias, right-wing activists, right-wing national or white nationalists or anything. They're not doing that. These are not white-wing, right, a right-wing white nationalists that are doing this crap. It's a bunch of Biden supporters. 
And it's really disgusting that Biden can't sit back and admit that and say, hey, Antifa, knock it off. Hey, newsflash, half the time Antifa isn't even in the conversation. They don't even exist, according to the Democratic Party. Yet, they are the brown shirts of the Democratic Party. Okay, let's listen to the next clip. You know, the road back begins now in this campaign. You know me. You know my heart. You know my story, my family story. Ask yourself, do I look like a radical socialist with a soft spot for rioters? Really? I want a safe America, safe from COVID, safe from crime and looting, safe from racially motivated violence, safe from bad cops. Let me be crystal clear, safe from four more years of Donald Trump. Biden is trying to make himself a moderate here. And, okay, he's proclaiming he's not radical. But there are some problems with that. So let's talk about some of the problems. Um, he believes in open borders. He believes that the United States has no right to stop anyone from coming into our country. He believes in the elimination of fracking, which actually made us energy independent. He believes that pol all police are racist. I've already played two clips that said that. Maybe three clips. I don't know. He believes in Medicare for all, which is a Bernie Sanders thing. Which means $94 million, uh, trillion dollars, excuse me, let me, uh, should go to making sure everyone can have Medicare? He believes in free college for all. He wants to eliminate the Second Amendment. I mean, he had Beto O'Rourke as his uh, a guy for gun control, and Beto O'Rourke believes that, hey, no one should own a gun. And he picked Kamala Harris as his running mate, and Kamala Harris is no moderate. She is a lefty, ranked the third or fourth most leftist senator in the Senate. This guy ain't moderate. Maybe he is moderate. Maybe he is moderate. But if he is, it's because he's controlled. And the bullshit that he's throwing out at you is because people want him to be a leftist. I mean, with the fracking thing, he's lied left and right. Today, he had an interview. He said he's not going to limit in Pittsburgh, which no one saw. Because in Pittsburgh, there was no one there. He said, well, no, I'm not going to eliminate fracking. Yet, there were like five or six different videos that said, yeah, you said eliminate fracking. Again, Biden hates looting and violence, but refuses to name BLM and Antifa. He continues to sit there and say the cops are bad and all the violence is about Trump. This is the continuing theme of this entire thing.
it's not going to work. Eventually, people are going to figure them out. Let's listen to the next clip. I look at this violence and I see lives and communities and the dreams of small businesses being destroyed and the opportunity for real progress on the issues of race and police reform and justice being put to the test. Donald Trump looks at this violence and he sees a political lifeline. Having failed to protect this nation from the virus that has killed more than 180,000 Americans so far, Trump posts an all-caps tweet screaming, law and order, to save his campaign. One of his closest political advisors in the White House doesn't even bother to speak in code. She just comes out and she says it. Quote, the more chaos, violence, the better it is for Trump's reelection. Just think about that. This is a sitting president of the United States of America. He's supposed to be protecting this country, but instead he's rooting for chaos and violence. Fact check bullshit. So let's go over everything he just said in that whole thing. With the COVID thing that Biden keeps harping on, the initial estimates by scientists, by doctors, was 2 million were going to be dead. That is a thing. It's recorded. Okay, it's done. And now, I understand that 187,000 is bad. Okay, but, but the reality is there were supposed to be 2 million dead. And when Trump blocked travel from China and then blocked travel from Europe... It was Joe Biden that said, well, it's because President Trump is a xenophobe. As a matter of fact, I seem to remember a lot of Democrats that were sitting back and saying, oh, come to Chinatown. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Biden didn't want the travel bans from China, probably because he's kind of hooked into China. Now, the quote that he said that the violence was going to work for Trump. Um, that was Kellyanne Conway last week. And she said, if the violence continues, people are going to get sick of it. And eventually it's not going to be a positive for Democrats. It's going to be a negative for Democrats. And it's going to be a selling point for Trump. She never said that Trump wanted it. She said that Trump wanted to end it. And that was going to be an election point, which, guess what? It is. Democrats have a tendency of just twisting things around. And by the way, even CNN said that. The Washington Post said that. Kelly Conway was Kellyanne Conway was completely taking out of context. As far as Trump rooting for chaos and violence, it's only Democratic cities that have the chaos and violence. Seattle, New York, Chicago, Portland. You really think Trump wants that? You don't see the violence in Florida, Texas, Arizona, Nevada. 
South Dakota, North Dakota. You don't see the violence there. Trump has offered federal support. No one took it. No one in those states that I mentioned took it. Because they're Democrats. And they had Trump so much. Do you know what Democrat state actually took support from Trump? And they actually ignored the governor, who is a Democrat, Kenosha. Kenosha, which is a Republican city, they ignored the governor and said, we need federal aid. Trump sent it, and now the Kenosha riots are pretty much done. So can you do me a favor? Tell me why Trump is flaming the fans. If he was, he would just say, I'm, I'm out. He's not. It's another Biden lie. Here's the next clip. I have said we must address the issue of racial injustice. I've personally spoken to George Floyd's family and to Jacob Blake's family. I know their pain, and so do you. I know the justice they seek, and so do you. They've told us none of this violence respects or honors George or Jacob. I believe we can bring these these folks fighting for racial justice to the table. Jacob Blake and George Floyd were criminals. Sorry. They were. And the evidence is going to come out if all the evidence already hasn't come out. I think that Derek Chauvin, what Derek Chauvin did to George Floyd was wrong. But at all the video evidence, it doesn't look like second-degree murder. I'm sure all these riots will start up again when Chauvin gets off, and I think that is part of the Democrat strategy. They should have charged Chauvin with assault, nothing more. He would never been a policeman again. And, by the way, it would have been time to sit back and say, okay, we need some police reform, which Tim Scott has said, we need police reform, a black man, a Republican, and no one accepted. So that's fine. Blake was <coughs> Blake was a rapist and a domestic abuser who did it again on the day the police tried and failed to arrest him peaceably. And he had a weapon. Why is Biden not even mentioning this stuff? Finally, I don't think these violent thugs will be brought to a table. There is no way. Hey, I got news for you. This is one of the things that Biden really kind of pushed. And I believe this. I totally believe this. Biden really was trying to push, if you elect me, the riots will stop. That's a bullshit lie. It's not, These riots are not going to stop. They're never going to stop. Biden is not a leftist. Kamala Harris is a leftist. I don't think any of this stuff is going to stop. Because you're dealing with anarchists. 
you're dealing with Marxists. And I got news for you. A country does not go from a democracy, a a democratic republic, to a Marxist state simply because one person is, is actually nominated or hired. Do I think that Kamala Harris is going to change anything? No, she won't. And there will continue to be riots. Except Kamala Harris will say, okay, whatever. And she'll try to take our guns away and all that bullshit. Not going to happen. One of the reasons we need Donald Trump to win is not because Donald Trump's going to be around till 2094 or anything. That crap. It's, it, that's not going to happen. It's going to be, we need more Supreme Court justices. But that'll be great, but I'm not so sure that Kamala is not going to pack the courts, which is what FDR threatened. Here's the story. You've heard heard the first 12 minutes of Biden's speech, and I don't want to talk about it anymore because it just freaking irritates me. And the reality is, I could have sat back and thrown some of the, this guy's retarded. I'm not going to do that. Can I say retarded? I hope YouTube doesn't throw me off, but whatever. Biden is just a puppet for the left. That's all he is. Biden is trying to tell people that if you elect him the riots, the violence, the burning down of buildings will stop. And I don't think it will. It's all a bullshit lie. This speech was a very telling and terrible speech. And then he said it in front of nobody. There was no one who was there to ask him questions. And he ran away like a big pussy. And he ran away to his basement again. This is not a president. You, you're you telling me that a president who has no courage to go out there? President Trump does. He's a couple of years younger than Biden. But he's going out there and he's talking. And Biden is like a little puncher. He punches and then he runs away like a coward. This is not a good guy. This is a bad guy. We need to vote. That's what we need to do. And I'm not going to do that absentee or fucking mail-in ballot voting. I'm actually going to actually go and vote because at least there's a chance We're going to have to talk about that later because the reality is there's talk that Trump, the red mirage, you may have heard this, the red mirage could be that Trump wins on November 3rd and then loses on um, November 17th. Isn't that scary? That's what's actually happening. Okay. Um... I, this was only a half of the podcast, but I didn't want to go too far over. So let's, let's, I'll do the rest of the podcast tomorrow night and 
posted on uh, Thursday, or Friday, excuse me. You can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, uh, Stitcher, and YouTube. Uh, visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can actually read the first two this podcast and the next podcast. You can actually figure out what I'm going to say tomorrow. This is Gene, and you can listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Bye.